Blog Talk Radio. Yo, B, they ready. Let's go. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling my. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Good evening, folks. It is Thursday, September 29th. Welcome to the Will Walker Show. This is Natasha Paul with my co host, Will Walker. Of course, the lovely Mike Walker is with us, and so is Zach Flurnoy. How's everybody doing today? Guys, what's up? Mm. Are you feeling yourself? No, no feeling of ourselves <laughs> today. <laughs> well, Will decided to change the song to because I know, he feels like I love myself. Right. I mean, it's okay to love yourself, guys. You should be feeling yourself. Love yourself each and every day of the week. I hear you. I'm Amen. feeling myself. I don't know okay. about them, but I'm definitely feeling myself. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, guys. <laughs> okay. However, <laughs> however, even though we are all feeling ourselves, minus Zach and Will, I mean, Mike, my bad, um, right. we got to talk some sports. There's some interesting things happening. It's college football, it's NFL, the NBA season has finally become hallelujah. Right, right. So, guys, let's talk about this. Let's talk let's go. about a heavyweight bout, two heavyweight bouts in college football this weekend. Let's start off with Clemson Louisville. Ooh, what are your thoughts? What are we thinking about this game? Whichever quarterback has the most rushing yards will win this one. And I see, and I see who has the ball last. You think so? <laughs> you know what I, I think, guys? I don't think that. Listen, Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun rushes. I mean, he's 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 he can run the ball, but Deshaun is not going to rack up yards like. Lamar, he's not. I mean, am I, I wrong think, in saying this, guys? I, I, I believe he's not, but I think, I think Mr. Bowyer and the quarterback for Louisville going to be sleeping together by the end of that game. But I think Bowyer going to be in every everywhere he goes, Bowyer's going. Let me ask you this question. So you're, you're basically saying that Clemson's going to use Bowyer as a spy on Lamar Jackson. That's a spy. Right. Yeah. I don't I mean, agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with that analysis. I don't agree with that analysis because of the speed difference. I think Jackson would just run circles around him. I don't think Bowyer is that fast. I, don't think, I think he's good for limited space. But Jackson's right. going to stretch them from sideline to sideline with that read option. And there's no way. I think that young man's name is Bowler. I don't think he can be able to keep yeah. up with Lamar Jackson. They're going to have to bring a uh, bring somebody off the bench or maybe a strong safety down to match foot speed with Jackson. And even then, he's at his mercy because Jackson is just he's just so dynamic in the old field. He's going to get if that. I think the key to this game is their defense to ends, Clemson's defense to ends. I think that's the key, Mike. I don't I don't think Bowler is going to be the guy that's going to be responsible for Jackson. He may be more responsible for Radcliffe, the running back. Than um, Jackson. They, they the game plan is to hit him every single play. 
And that's how you do it. Yep. But here's the thing. How are they going to hit him if they can't really catch him? Catch him. Where those ends at um, Clemson going, they're going to try to keep him. I know that Clemson's defense is not as uh, confused and absolutely bewildered the way Florida State's defense is, but that kid is shifty. You actually admitted that? I'm surprised. And it's not like he's running away from them necessarily. He goes straight up the middle, and it just opens up for him. Uh, well, I think Clemson's defense is not going to just let him run up the middle. It, it's going to be a good game. I don't know yeah. about the I don't know about the let thing on that part. Let Mike, him. I think exactly. I don't think you guys he let him do. I don't think you guys let him do anything. I just think that your linebackers had a lot of bad reads in the second and the deep secondary. The two safeties had some bad reads. But guys, there was a conversation earlier with a young man named Mike. I'm not sorry, Mark Blake and Mark. Parker. Say his name, Josh. I don't butcher. Blank Baker. Blank Baker. Get it right. Mark All right. Lake and Baker, we had a conversation with him earlier, Tosh and I, and I'm going to play that for our listening audience and for you guys to hear. All right, here we go. He's from the um, www.thecrunchzone.com. Um, it's, it's about the Louisville Cardinals. Here we go. There it is, Mark. This is probably uh, the equivalent of a heavyweight boxing match. And we have Clemson and Louisville going on prime time. This is such a big stage for Louisville. You don't see Louisville on such a big stage. How do you think the players are going to respond? You know, I think that they'll be very ready for this type of thing. Now, this is a this is the sort of situation that Louisville football has really been waiting on for its its entire existence. You know, they've had big moments in the past. You know, in the Fiesta Bowl in '91, and then the Sugar Bowl in 2013, and and there's been some some bigger moments that have happened between there and there, but they've never happened kind of in the season, you know, where you've got a win under your belt against Florida State, uh, you got a Heisman contender like Lamar Jackson, and then going on the road prime time, you know, with all the marbles, with, with national championship implications and all that. that. That type of thing's never happened before, and we saw this same situation um, before the Florida State game, and the team was just more loose and more excited than I've ever seen them. And I've been following them um, for for as long as I've been alive, but also I've been running, doing media for them for the past seven years. And I've never seen them that relaxed. I've never seen them that, that loose and, and excited. And it was, it was kind of strange to see that confidence going into the Florida State game. And we've seen the same type of thing leading up to the Clemson game. So they're confident, they're loose. And, uh, you know, I think that they're just ready for this moment. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I have to tell you, I, I'm a uh, Florida State alum. And uh, going into that game, I was absolutely nervous. And obviously with Wright, uh, once they put the butterfly on the helmet, I was like, forget it. It's oh, over. no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, that's the whole thing, you know, that the whole Florida State thing, you know. It's like I was trying to figure out where the confidence was coming from, you know. I mean, we'd seen what Lamar had done against, you know, Syracuse and and the team had done, you know, against Charlotte uh, and things like that. But we didn't really know – we didn't really have enough quantification for them, you know, looking and feeling like they they were. And, you know, this is Florida State football. They're national champions, uh, you know, just a couple years ago, and they're always in the running and discussion for, 
you know, the college football playoffs. So it's like this is a real team. Uh, you know, Louisville hasn't done that yet, and but they went out there and they performed. And I definitely think the Seminoles were in a bad spot with that being game day, a noon game day. Corso mm-hmm. puts the head on right before <laughs> kickoff. You know, the crowd is going crazy. And then they have this Muhammad Ali intro that um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of that. The team came out to this Muhammad Ali video that was just, I mean, it sent chills down any person's spine, and then it's all related to Louisville football. So, you know, it was just in a really electric atmosphere, and they came out and dominated. Yes, they sure did. Yeah. What what everyone is saying is that going into this game, Clemson sees this kind of offense every single day in practice because Deshaun and Lamar are pretty much the same type of quarterback. What do you say to that? I, you know, I disagree. Um, I think they're both runners. You know, I think they could both pass. And, you know, I think a lot of times people look at Deshaun Watson uh, as a dual threat. I don't – I think he can run. Um, I don't think he can run like Cam Newton can run. I think he's a bigger type of player than Lamar is. Um, he's more of a power runner than Lamar is. Lamar is – he has power, but he's he's fast, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, he relates more to, like, Greg Ward Jr., uh, over at Houston than uh, than really Lamar Jackson. So you know um, you know Lamar does to to Greg Ward and and Deshaun Watson relates more to you know a bigger kind of uh, running quarterback and they use um, Deshaun a lot in the power formation. Uh, Louisville tries to get him to the edge, but Deshaun is more of a, a pocket passer really. I mean if you look at his stats mm-hmm. and you look at his game, you know he's a guy that wants to set in his drop and he wants to scan the field and he'll take off if he wants to. I think he's more. He, he's more of a runner than what Louisville had when Teddy Bridgewater was here because Teddy Bridgewater is almost exclusively in the pocket. Um, mm-hmm. But but he can run. But Lamar is a, a true dual threat to me. He's a guy that any time, if he gets to the back of his drop, he can throw it. If he gets to the back of his drop and nobody's open, he's gone, and he can take it 99 yards if you need him to. And, and I don't think Sean Watson has that big playability, uh, but he is absolutely a, a special quarterback. They're just different. I agree with you. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with you because I do see um, – I'm from South Florida, and um, I've, I I never saw Lamar play, but I've heard about him because um, one of my really good friends is the head coach of one of the rival schools for Boynton Beach High. Mm-hmm. And when going into this um, the Florida State game, he said, listen, you guys have no chance because I couldn't stop him, and I know you guys <laughs> can't stop him. Right. So, so, I mean, I, I totally agree with you because I see it. Now, um, what I noticed about Lamar is that he's such a shifty quarterback. Like, when he's running, you can't touch him. You can't catch him. What, in that respect, what do you think is going to be the advantage for Louisville over Clemson? Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Um, when you talk about Lamar's running, he's a freak of nature. You know, nobody runs like him. He, he He's almost horizontal when he runs, and he runs at guys' chest. Until uh, until the last minute, as opposed to away from them, which is totally opposite of anything he does that anybody else does. But a lot of times, people try to run away and then cut back across. Lamar's running straight at your chest, and then he cuts. And I think that that makes a, a big difference. Uh, the, but in terms of the teams, I think both Clemson and Louisville both have great defenses. This would be the biggest, best defense Louisville plays probably all season, and mm-hmm. it might be the best defense that Clemson plays all year as well. But Clemson's been reshuffling their offensive line constantly. They've been giving up a lot of tackles for loss, 
Louisville's only given up three sacks all all year in four games, and they do and they're doing that with a quarterback who kind of likes to mess up the pocket a little bit. You know what I mean? He like mm-hmm. kind of likes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes when you get a, a running quarterback, he can run out of things, but he can also run into things. Louisville's not giving up that play in the backfield. Clemson is right now, and uh, you know I look at that. I look at what Wayne Gallman does for Clemson. He killed Louisville last year. He's not running the same way he did a year ago, similar to the way Dalvin Cook um, did coming in against that against Louisville two weeks ago. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. the same Dalvin Cook we saw two years ago. It's not the same Wayne Gallman. Uh, Clemson's offense just isn't clicking right now. Louisville's clearly is the number one offense in the nation, 682 yards a game, 63 and a half points a game. Uh, you know, people aren't talking about Deshaun Watson like they're talking about Lamar Jackson. They may bother Clemson, but it's just because of the numbers that are being put up right now by the Louisville offense. And right now, with Louisville's offense running the way it's running and Clemson's offense running the way it's running, they're both going to be playing a good defense. But I just I, I would have to give Louisville's offense the edge up right now in terms of its overall efficiency, and I think that will be the difference. That's the one thing that my partner was just saying to me before you came on is that um, the running game between um, – 92 and a half yards game is what Clemson has given up. You guys are averaging over 300 yards rushing. This is going to be really a battle of strength basically on both sides of the ball. Um, right. The one thing that Florida State could not do, and I think Florida State, um, their Achilles heel is their linebacker play. That may not be an issue as far as Clemson. I think Clemson, right. Clemson's linebackers are going to be a lot more disciplined, so I, I think that the um, read option basically, although it's, it's not going to be totally stopped, but I think it can be contained. And what is your take on that? Yeah, no, Ben Woolware, Clemson, last year, he destroyed Louisville. And on the outside, Louisville couldn't get anything on the outside last year against Florida State or Clemson. And then to see what Louisville did against FSU, I think it does speak to what you're talking about, the discipline of the Seminoles so far this season defensively. Clemson's still playing really good defense. Louisville's not going to – they're not going to put up 63 points against Clemson. It's just not going to happen. They're, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to work the ball down the field. They're going to have to find seams. They're going to try to, they're going to have to get guys to miss tackles because Clemson's defense is legit. Their secondary might be the best in the country. They, they always have great D-line play, and like you said, their linebackers are really, really good. We've seen Bill, like again, I talk about Ben Woolware. I talk about him because he was a one-man wrecking crew against the Cardinals last year. But the Louisville offensive line has grown up a ton. Last year they had three freshmen on that offensive line. That was the third game of the year. Uh, they, you know, they started that season 0 and 3. Went it on, went on from that point after the Clemson game to win eight of the last ten games. Uh, and a lot of those weren't with Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback. Um, so Louisville's grown up a lot in, in a year, and they played a ton of freshmen a year ago, a ton of first-year players. Uh, that came into the program for the first time, like junior junior college um, transfers. And all those guys are now their key components. And if you look at uh, Louisville's roster, what they're going to take into Death Valley, Jamari Staples did not play. Cole Hickettini did not play. Uh, you know, I don't think Kenny Thomas played. There's a whole list of guys. D. Smith did not play that are starters, and they're big-time performers for Louisville. And then Louisville only lost that game by three points last year. Uh, I read your article on the current zone um, earlier. Right. Um, right. You referenced the stat uh, for the last two seasons, the third down percentage or the third down conversion rate, which was three for 31. For three the last and two 31. Seasons, and that, wow. 
that, that's Miami yeah. Hurricane stuff. I'm a Kane fan, but <laughs> that's Miami <laughs> Hurricane stuff for the last two years, man. But um, obviously that's going that's got to change in order for Louisville to have a shot at Death Valley. Um, what is your perspective on that? Yeah, Brent Venables has done an amazing job against Bobby Petrino's offense. Uh, but if you th- if you think about who started those games, uh, Reggie Bonifant in 2014 is a wide receiver for Louisville now. And then last year, Kyle Bowen played almost the entire game, and he's Louisville's second-string quarterback. Lamar Jackson on third down is he's, – he's a magician. You know, I don't, I don't even really know how to describe it because the things that he does on third, they don't – you know, they you don't even think that they're possible. And so he can do that against great defenses, and I think that that's the difference between third and 31 over the past two seasons and Louisville going out and being effective on Saturday. What's what's the 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 team's mentality going into Death Valley? You know, the 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 uh, the myth of Death Valley, or I'm not even going to say a myth because it's, it's somewhat true, is that you go into Death Valley and that's where people's hopes and dreams go to die. That's why they call it <laughs> Death Valley. So, what is the players' perspective on that whole Death Valley? I think they're excited to do it. You know, I mean, if you like football, you like the big stage. You know, you like the tradition that, you know, are the places that you're going to go play. It's one of the reasons why you are why Louisville is so excited to be in the ACC. You get to go to, you know, Florida State. You get to go to Clemson. You get to, you know, play in environments like that. And, yeah, you know, it, it'll be Clemson loud. You know, Clemson fans like to tell you how loud they are, and it will be loud. Um, but, you know, that's why you sign up. You know, that's why it's a big deal. You know, that's that's why you practice. And I think they're excited about it. You know, I've been out to practice the last couple of days, talking to the players after after practice, and, they're pumped. They're the same now as they were before Florida State, as they were before Syracuse. They're excited to play the game, and they and I think it's a really big measuring stick for them to say, yeah, it's a big environment, it's a big crowd, it's a big stadium, it's legendary, um, but that you know we're going to go in there and see what we're made of. And I think that's that's a good sign. You know, they have a lot of competitive people on this little football team. They want to go against the best because you know their ultimate goal is to win the national championship. And if you're going to do that, you're going to have to win in Death Valley. Mark, I'm a big believer in momentum. Oh, yeah, I'm a big believer in momentum in college football, college basketball, college sports, period. And I'm telling you, Louisville is on a high. That Florida State thing just probably put them in the stratosphere as far as their confidence level. I think Clemson is a struggling team, and they're even reading some of their – blogs or write uh, or articles, they're basically saying they're hoping they can get it all together like last year. They're not clicking like last year. So Louisville's clicking. I don't care if the game's played on Mars. I think Louisville pulls it out. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I, I think Louisville pulls it out. I've just got to ask, and I pretty much know what your answer is going to be, but what is your, what is, um, your thoughts or your final, what is your score that you have on this ball game? Yeah, I think it'll be higher scoring than it has in the last couple of years. I do think both these defenses are really good, so I don't think it'll get too crazy out of hand. But I got it, thirty-one twenty-four Louisville. Uh, I just think Louisville's able to, you know, going to have the ability to score a little bit more than Clemson in this game uh, because of what you said. You know that their offense is just—they have all that momentum and they have a great defense. A lot of the points that Louisville's given up on at the end of the game have been their second unit when the game's well out of hand, you know, they'll give up a couple touchdowns here and there. And and that's a problem, you know, moving forward. But it's, it's you know, it's not the first group that's going to play this entire game in Death Valley. So 31-24 cards, and 
and we'll see if Louisville is, is who we think they are um, on Saturday for sure. Final question, Mark. Who do you have for your college football playoffs? Who are you top four? You know, right now, um, I think it's obviously Bama, Ohio State, Louisville. Uh, and then that fourth position, you know, I kind of like Washington. I know they're not there right now, and I really want to see them this weekend against Stanford. But I watch a lot of Pac-12 football and because it's on late and I'm working. So, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's kind of uh, – I, I really like the way Washington plays. They had a tight game last week uh, coming off of a bigger game uh, a week before, and I think that happens a lot in college football. I like the Huskies a lot, and, and I, and I kind of want to see who that fourth team is. There's, a, there's probably five or six teams that could argue for it, and, and, and Washington is kind of my off-the-radar team that I'm sort of monitoring at the moment. Gotcha. Wow, well, no, thank no, you no, so big much. no big teams. No big teams. We got Ohio State. Oh, in there. oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just the Big Twelve, but you know the Big Twelve is kind of it's kind of iffy yeah. this year. So. The Big Twelve, <laughs> and, and if it's not if it's not Washington or Stanford out of the Pac-12, then I don't know who it is out of there either. So you know, then you're talking two teams from the ACC, Big Big Ten, or SEC, and then you know that'll be hard to do. So yes, absolutely. Oh no, it's not. He's he's so hopeful <laughs> for the Hurricanes. I mean, hey, I get it. Mark Ritz is, you know, he's got it going on down there. You know, you saw what happened to Georgia without him last week. So. Yes, yes, we did. Georgia's fine, <laughs> and grass is not always greener. Exactly, exactly. Well, we appreciate you, Mark. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us today. No, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, you'll have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, that was the conversation. Say his name again for me, Tasha. I don't want to butcher the man's name. Just Mark Blankenbaker. The, you can find him on Twitter at the U of L Sheriff 50, and his website is thecrunchzone.com. Great insight from Mark, and we really appreciate him giving us, giving us everything that we, we don't know because we're obviously not there in Kentucky, and he is. Yeah, he he gave some great in-depth analysis. Um, somebody was over here about to have a call in the area when this dude was talking, so I'm going to let him try to respond as eloquent as he possibly can to what this oh, young man is saying. Go. go ahead, Mike. So, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Wait, 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 Mike. Wait, 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 Mike. Before you say anything, I want to let our listeners know that the only reason – that Mike wants Clemson to win is so that Florida State has a hope and a prayer. But it's not happening. So continue, Mike. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, God dang it, go, go bet your life on it and see what happens. If you so, if you are, you miss knowing and all got your crystal ball, let's put, put a wager on it. No, I'm but, not going to uh, put a wager yeah, on you, it. But you got to miss the that would be Mr. child Walker, abuse you, if I you, put a bet on this. Okay, if you say so. But, Mr. Walker, you're going to call me a homer. Boy, that was a homer. I've been doing it all year. This is between you and Tosh. Don't throw me in this. That just went over my head. Ooh, I did let it go. That's between you and Tosh. What y'all got so, going on, that's between you and Tosh. If, if, okay, if, no, if, no, you like, if you don't like what the man has to say, now tell me. Tell me why I need some I need some concrete something. I don't need to hear that so 
some nebulous thing. Like, I need you to tell me something concrete as to why that man was wrong. I mean, I, he was a homer. He 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 feels the same way as I feel about Florida, Florida State. I, and I'm picking I'm picking Clemson to win. I think Clemson's going to be. I think Clemson's defense is going to stop their offense more than than Louisville defense is going to stop Clemson's offense. So you're saying this is going to be a low scoring game? It, it could be a high scoring game. It's be one more stop than the other team. No, if, if, and if you, oh, no, no, no. You said that Clemson's defense is going to stop Louisville's offense, and right. that Louisville's defense will stop more, 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 yes. So you're yes. telling me that, more, yes. that means you're saying that it will be a so low-scoring game. So what you're saying, 13 Mike? No, I'm not saying no 13 it, it, It's going to be in the That's 20s. what you mean? Both teams, yes. Both teams are going to be in the 20s. I don't think. I don't but think. But I still haven't heard, heard from you why, why Mark was incorrect in saying his, wait, what wait, he said. Tasha. I, I still wait, have Tasha. not heard anything. Wait, Tosh, just one second. You you guys can hear more. He's saying that for that Florida State, Lord and mercy, that Clemson's defense will stop them more. He didn't say that they will stop them. He just said more. He's saying that basically, oh, was- Lloyd, yeah, Louisville yeah, okay. will score, but Clemson will get maybe one or two or three more stops than Louisville can get on Clemson's offense. I don't see it either. I don't. I don't see it either because Clemson's been so inconsistent this season. But- exactly. Clemson has been inconsistent against. Teams that they shouldn't be inconsistent against at home. Yeah, that's well, Will, you that always said home field advantage. Now, now, now Will, you, you always said home field advantage, Will. Far superior. Who, uh, you're bringing a team who is far superior than any team that they've played this year by leaps and bounds, who is not the same team that they played last year, who is far superior than that team that they played last year. And that team only lost by three points. So you're telling me. After all that, Clemson is going to win. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, there it is. There it is. That's, yep. that, that's, that's the in-depth analysis from Mike Walker, folks. He has no right. rhyme or reason other than the fact that no, no, wait, 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 I gave you a reason. Well, what, what, what do you? What else do I need to say? If I think that Clemson's defense is going to stop. Is Clemson's defense is gonna stop them more, more times from scoring? Uh-huh. Mike, 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 calm down. She said in depth analysis. She said in depth right. analysis. In depth. You gave an analysis that you can give in depth analysis. Bo Wagon is gonna light him up every time he goes to run the ball. They okay, but we had this discussion before. Um, we did the conversation with Mark, and I told you there's Mike Walker. Mike Walker. Clemson played Troy at home and won by only six points. This is Troy. Now we are bringing in the number three team in the entire nation who would beat the brakes off of Troy, would beat them like redheaded stepchildren, and you're telling me that they can't beat Clemson. I didn't say they could beat them. I said that. So so let let me just make sure I understand you right. Clemson always starts off slow, and as the season goes on, they get better and better. That's not true. So, so all I, wait, wait, let me let me can I finish? They didn't start so you saying that? So you telling me that you don't think Clemson can be on their A game Saturday when they play um, Louisville? Uh, no. 
I don't think they can because honestly, I know they beat Georgia Tech twenty six to seven, and that's a a pretty decent win for them. But I felt like if they're gonna if if they were gonna be on their A game, they needed to turn it up against Georgia Tech, and they did not. And don't give me South Carolina State because South Carolina State is who are they? They're nobody. Exactly. Sorry, Sorry South Carolina. They're nobody. So that well, game that that was like. The, that was that was a, day, a, a, a that was a, practically a bye week for them. So if what, if their opportunity to turn it up, their opportunity to turn it up this season was against Georgia Tech. And I'm sorry, twenty six to seven is not turning it up because they should be a far superior team to Georgia Tech as well. Not necessarily true, Tasha. Georgia Tech give everybody trouble with that offense. Everybody. Pardon? So it doesn't matter. They do. But, I mean, listen, it wasn't the offense that was the problem. I'm talking about Clemson's offense. Their opportunity to turn it up was against Tech. The defense did fine. They only scored seven points on the defense. But I'm talking about as far as the offense, their opportunity to turn it up was against Georgia Tech, and they didn't. Um, Mr. Walker. Yes, sir. How many many points does it take to win a game? One. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. That's all I need to know. I want to get well, Zach anyway. in on the conversation. I want to get Zach in on the conversation because he was being respectful as you guys were talking. Zach, what is your take on um, Louisville and Clemson? Oh, now I, I'm, to, I'm, I'm going to use. I'm going to talk on both sides of my mouth. Number one, I always going to say what I wanted to say was you always say the home field advantage. I think Louisville is going to win personally, but you always say the home field advantage. <laughs> so what do you You're think right. about that? The, the home field, okay. I think this is a tough I, – I really do think it's a tough game, and it's a nail-bite. I think I agree with you in the regards to that it could come down to, you know, last man has the ball. Um, Death right. Valley's tough, man. Death Valley's tough, but that doggone Lamar Jackson, man, he got my attention against Florida State, and I, I'm sorry. As good as – Clemson's got good athletes just like Florida State. I just don't agree with Mike right. as far as the middle linebacker is going to be able to shadow Lamar Jackson because if that's the case, He'll be he'll be chasing Lamar Jackson all night. I promise you, he'll be looking at the back of that number eight the right. entire night. So if that's the case, but that's just my opinion. I mean, that's just my opinion. But as far as the home field, yeah, yeah. but Louisville's on a mission, dog. And you and you guys, there's something True. I wanted to bring up with Mark that I didn't get a chance to. You know that young man played in that ball game last year against Clemson in Louisville, and when he got in the game in those special packages. He did quite well. And then he did. And let's bring it home to Florida State. When he got in the game against Florida State under those special packages, he did quite well. So, really, he has been a difference maker for Louisville. And I think this is a game to where he had his Heisman moment against Florida State, but I think he really takes off and shine. I just don't see Clemson really stopping him. They may contain him, but I don't think they're going to stop him. Hey, Petrino is a terrible human being, but he's a great coach. Wow, everybody's jumping on Petrino for something he did years ago. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, he's a great coach. <laughs> yeah. This is true. This is true. Well, Zach, uh, since you got the floor right now, give me a score of this ballgame. I've given what I think about it uh, as far as the score, but what, what is your score? And believe it or not, I thought it was going to be higher scoring. I'm, I'm, I, in my mind, I was like 42-34. Okay, I saw, I, well, even I did. I really did. I see Louisville lighting Clemson up. Mike, dead wrong. I see Louisville lighting them up, man. Unless he gets hurt, 
they're going to like it. It's like you said, they're going to see the back of that jersey. Well, sadly we'll tell. Sadly we'll tell it all. You can sit here and say anything you want. Of course. Saturday, Saturday, I'll tell it all. This is in, and I understand your analysis a little bit, Mike. Just a smidgen. Man, you don't, don't, don't. You don't, my, don't, don't go agree with me. Oh, oh. I'm not agree with you. I said I understand. Where, 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 where did you hear? Where did you hear the word agree? Okay, said, well, I'm saying. Okay, right. good, 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 good. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want you nowhere near what I believe. I guess I got my, my own mindset. Okay, Mike, Mike's on another Mike's Mike's on another level right now. We go, we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I, I just, I just, I just let y'all talk. I, I, I said what I had to say. Right. Well, we appreciate that. There's no, need, very, there's no need for me to be me all the time. There's no need right, for right. me to be. There's no need for you to be you all the time. You shouldn't be feeling yourself all the time. But anyway. Um, let's move on, guys, to a, to a game that's actually going to happen tomorrow night. Um, that actually was talked about at the end of the conversation with Mark um, in regards to Stanford and Washington. Uh, Stanford got away with one last week against UCLA. They really did. I actually watched that ball they game. Did. I have not watched Washington. Me too. I have not watched Washington at all this season. Um, I hear they're pretty good. The game's at Washington again. Home feels that. Interesting ball game, but I still think that McCaffrey kid is a special talent, and he's boy, he's all over the. He's doing everything he can to help Stanford, but this should be an interesting contest. Jack, you you gonna start with you? Oh, oh, start with me. Oh, you you hit the nail on the head. McCaffrey's a difference maker, and you, you line him up with running back, receiver, yeah. uh, special packages at quarterback, um, special teams. He is that difference maker. So you can't just key on him. You can't, you know, you can't key on him when they move him around. So I think he's what's going to make the difference, just like you said. He's a difference maker, McCaffrey. Unless you find a way, you you, you assign one special person to follow him, shadow him wherever he goes. That, that's what I would do. Okay, I find my fastest player, and wherever he goes, you go. That's your only assignment. Stick with McCaffrey. And then everybody will do their thing. And honestly, guys, I will be very forthcoming about this. I do not watch Pac, Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever it is. Really? I don't watch them <laughs> I, at all. Bore me to tears, literally. So I, and plus, it's late at night, and I want to go to sleep. I'm not feeling the West Coast. So, well, in my case, Tasha, um, I'm, a, I'm at work at night, so I have no choice. So I have to watch it. To keep yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? I, I, when when Stanford. Uh, is well, whoever in the pack, whatever is playing. I'm right. usually on my fourth dream and in my seventh REM cycle, so I could care less. <laughs> they just pop up at the end. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so sorry to all of our West Coast listeners. I love you guys, but, you know, I'm on the East Coast. Our waters are right. warmer, and we are a little out there. Yeah. Anyway, but you know what? I do know Christian McCaffrey is a very special kid, but it does worry me um, what happened to them last week. Maybe there's Either one of two things are going to happen. They're going to learn from it and do better, or the other team is going to say, oh, these 
these are their these are where we could get them. These, these right. this is where we can we can catch them. So it's one of two things. Either way, it's Friday night. I will be on a plane actually, so I will care that much. I'm doing a little goose egg. I will care that much about the game. I will find out what the final score is. You know, whenever. Wow. I apologize I think to you're the West Coast hater. <laughs> yeah, I apologize to the left coast and to the Pac-16. Right. Um, hey, I mean, East you can knock her. I, mean, I think yeah. Toss, Toss is going to start the West Coast-East Coast feud once again with that. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not trying to start a feud. You know, we don't need any. We don't need any bodies in bags. <laughs> oh my God. This, this, ain't, this ain't the game and meat mill. We're chilling over here. Okay, okay. you're right. Go, Mike. <laughs> I got to go with Stanford because I can tell you one person on Washington team, not one. Got it. Me neither, but <laughs> I think Washington is pretty darn good. That That's what the highlights say. So yeah. <laughs> tell me if I'm correct about this because this is how much I don't know about Washington. Their head coach used to be the coach of Texas Tech, correct? Correct. Am I wrong? About no, that? that's that's Washington, Washington State, sweetie. State, Washington ah. State. Yep. Big difference. Well, I was I was close. Yeah. I was so close. Yeah, you're because close. the Washington, the, the team you're referring to, the Washington State team, beat the Miami Hurricanes in the in the Moon Bowl or the Sun Bowl or whatever that was. No, their head coach is the former coach of Boise State, Chris Peterson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they're getting a lot of love. And He's actually got some athletes on that team now that he can he can work with instead of really a bunch of I, I would say overachievers that he had at Boise State. But I mean, and Gear Shark, Gear Shark, that's called coaching Shark, them up. Shark, that's Shark. called coaching yeah, them up, though, Will. That's called yeah, yeah. But Shark can and leave him there now. I'm interested to see what he what he tells these guys to get them to go to Seattle, Washington, and play college football. <laughs> Oh, I just well, I know you're right, but I just yeah, how do you get a? It is beautiful, okay. But I still wouldn't if that was me. I wouldn't have went there to play football. Well, then why do kids well, go to Eugene, Oregon to play football here, from yeah, Texas? Here's the thing. Yeah, this is the thing about well, Eugene, Oregon, they go because they have Nike, Nike money right there. But exactly. here's the thing about but that that I've said about college sports in general, not just football but basketball, that it's getting more even. Because, number one, the talent, the kids are getting better as far right. as the talent. You know, it's not just, you know, a few players. It's not just Florida schools are going to bring the best players out of high school because it's Florida and the they weather's will. nice year-round. There, there's, there's talent on a, a, a more level playing field, and that allows other schools to recruit around, around them and, and, and get whatever, you know. I don't know if it's because more facilities are available. I don't know what it is, but the talent is getting better. And then kids are starting to realize they don't need to go to only Alabama, only Florida State, you know, these schools that everyone knows to get um, attention because these games are all right. being played nationally now. So they can ball out at a smaller school and get noticed and go higher in the draft. So there it is. Yeah, you can be found anywhere. But, guys, I want to transition to something real quick that just – it caught my attention as I was strolling, looking for who the um, head coach of the Washington Huskies are. Richard Sherman. <laughs> I'm just going to say the name. I'm going to know whether you guys have heard his comment in regards to the NFL. 
and go to each person and ask what is your thoughts of what Richard Sermon had to say about the shield. Start with you, Mike Walker. <laughs> I I disagree with anything he said. Is everything that everybody else been saying, but they he got ate up today on on talk radio for saying it. I, as you call it, the four letter, the four letter people, man, they were talking about him there. He said he's turning people off from football. He, he's making parents stop kids from playing football. But I didn't see, I didn't hear him say anything to. It really turned people off. What game? What 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 game comes on? Um, who has the Monday night game, Mike? Who has the Monday night game? Oh, ESC. Oh, the full so, so you're going to so, so you're going to hear them denounce anything that's coming negative against them against the Shield. So exactly. Don't take anything from that. I'm pretty sure a lot of those ex players agree with him about the NFL doesn't care about the players. I'm pretty sure that a lot of the ex players do, but. You got a that company line when the company pays almost at almost close to a billion dollars for the rights to broadcast games on Monday. So I didn't take anything from that. Mr. Tasha Paul, what is your thoughts on Mr. Richard Sherman and what he had to say? He's absolutely correct. Why why is there any reason to trust the NFL? We have seen when it comes to you know, covering up for themselves and make and, and and running you under the bus, they will do it. And they did it with Ray Rice because they thought they had that nice and buried. And once it, they realized it wasn't, they ran Ray Rice straight under the bus. Oh, I mean, and that's just one case. I'm not saying Ray Rice was right in doing what he did. He was absolutely wrong. But the NFL 100% thought that was covered up and would never get found. And once it was found – they ran them under the bus, and they do it repeatedly. They do it repeatedly. They know about a lot of the issues these guys go through. They trust me, they know, but they, they ignore it because, you know what, at the end of the day, it's giving them ratings. Um, we just um, saw that just not even an hour ago, Josh Gordon checked himself into inpatient rehab. Josh Gordon, um, who served a year-long suspension, now you are telling me, you're telling me, and you know what, guys? I, I will say this. Um, about a year ago, uh, uh, someone that I know came to Miami with Josh Gordon and his friends, and he was falling down drunk at a club, falling down drunk at a club. You're telling me the NFL doesn't know that that man's still drinking? Of course. Of course. So at the end of the day, the NFL only cares about what makes them money. Roger Goodell is there to make owners money, and he does. He's very, very good at it. If he, if they, I mean, now they're starting to show that they, they, they want to take concussions seriously. Listen, y'all been new. What concussions do to these people? You been new. You, you knew about all the the former players that were hurt, hurting themselves, hurting their families, whatever, and you ignored it. We've heard stories of of NFL wives saying how the team encouraged them not to say anything. You guys, you know, you don't care about these people and their families. You don't care. All you care about is that dollar that it's going to get you in your pocket. All right, Zach, wait on you. Man, well, I'm piggybacking on what both of them said, and Tosh is right. I just read an article by Ricky Williams, you know, Ricky Williams Sports Illustrated, and the whole, you know, weed thing and everything about that. And he like basically repeating what Tasha said. They know, they know, they know, they know, and it's all about the mighty dollar. 
Okay. Now, once you start interfering with that dollar, we got problems. We got issues. As long as that dollar's not being interfered with, it's okay. That's what it's all about. They, they know. They because come on, like even the head of the FBI, um, the head of the Miami Dolphin Security is an ex FBI agent. Okay. You mean to tell me? So if the Dolphins can afford an ex FBI agent, what type of uh, resources do the NFL themselves have? So they know. They they know anything they need to know. Okay, is what we can help you tolerate. What's not going, um, you know. It's not going to bother our pockets. Well, Mike, get on the head. Go ahead. Yeah, but Richard Sermon said was basically very interesting to me because he said the NFL really basically doesn't care about their players. I've been screaming this since this show started in 2014. If the NFL really wanted to show how much they care, they'd get rid of them those absurd Thursday night games that are god awful to watch. Even though the Miami Dolphins right. are playing the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. But if they care in a in a sport with that much collision, with those bigger athletes at that speed and with that force, there's no way you can ask these guys' bodies to recuperate in three days when it's hard for them to recuperate in six days. So that tells me the only thing you, you're trying to um, overload the public with your product as, they, as good advertising or good product as you would do with any good product, you overload the public with it. So you have a game now, you got a game Thursday, Sunday, Monday. And then when the college kids go, go away, you got a game Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So basically, you're just trying to put your product out there because really, we the fans, we're just as guilty of, as this. We watch it. As terrible as this game is going to be tonight. And the Dolphins really stink. And they're really going to stink worse tonight. Well, they may look good because Cincinnati may not be up to par also. But that game is going to drive a high number in ratings. So, Richard Sherman may be on to something, but Richard Sherman's a lot late with this coming out. I want to transition to Mr. Mike Dicker also in regards to how Colin Kaepernick pissed him off. I kind of tried to avoid this. Oh, my God. But that really got under my skin. So, you mean to tell me Mike Dicker who's had drunken driving charges, who's done some, who's not one of the very nice, one of not, not one of the nicest people you would ever want to come across, according to a lot of people who are, were in Chicago at the time when the Bears were in their heyday or New Orleans or whatever, when he coached down there. So you're the authority of a man using his constitutional right to say, you know what, I'm going to do a peaceful protest. His protest is peaceful. The man kneels down. And the only reason this is being known is because that daggone four-letter network had to get somebody to stick a third mic in front of his face and ask why. But you got all these, Tony La Russa, this other self-righteous jackass who comes up and has these bad things and say he wouldn't be on my team. Well, good. If the team was talented and the man could play and he could help you, I hope he wouldn't be on your team so you can lose, you schmuck. And I say the same thing right. about Dicker. If it really pisses you off, then don't, if, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're voicing your right and freedom of speech to say it pisses you off. Why can't he have his freedom of speech or freedom of uh, expression in doing a peaceful protest? That's all it is, a peaceful protest. Now, I got to say something just to make this a little light. The WNBA's Indiana uh, Fever, their entire team, yeah, their entire team kneeled down before the playoffs. I want to ask each one of you, right. did you even know that happened? Yep. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I watched the WNBA, 
Um, mm-hmm. But I did know it had happened. I, in fact, I know a lot of WNBA players have been very vocal about protesting, much more than um, any other uh, league. Right. And and the thing about it is, uh, it's it's listen. This is not just a black issue anymore. People know. They know that there is something wrong. There, you cannot. It's a, you. I feel like you can't go a day without hearing a cop has shot and killed another black man or woman. You can't go a right. day. So you know, it's all. It, you wake up a new day. It's hashtag, hashtag whoever the person's name is, and people know. Some some people don't want to recognize it. They think the country is just fine the way it is. And listen, our country with has a lot of problems. But yes, this is the one country where we do have a lot of freedoms. We 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 are access to a lot more things than other countries are. But at the same token, you can't <clears throat> disregard or ignore the problems just because there's a lot of great things about the country. Just because uh, that doesn't make the problems go away. It just makes the problems fester. And that's exactly what's been <clears throat> happening. The problems have been festering for so long that now it's getting out of control. And how much longer are you going to allow it to continue to fester until it's uncontrollable? Exactly. And, you know, Tasha, you killed me. I have two Caucasian friends who unfriend me on Facebook because of saying what we're saying right now, right? Because they're like, oh. Black people come a long way. There's no more. Basically, they were saying there's no more racism. And you know what killed me the most when they say if you guys don't like it, leave, leave. Like I always say, our ancestors built this place. Leave. They killed me with that. They killed me with that. Like, like, like. Hey, when Mike Dicker said, he said two things that really, like, like spit, like he spit in my face. Because if we don't like it, leave. Then on top of that, he said he, he all this stuff that he, that everybody's saying is happening in the United States. He don't he don't see it. The problem is that we need to get up and get jobs. I'm I'm gonna wreck my car because I had to stop. I I slam I slammed on brakes when I when when they played it because they kept right. teasing that they were gonna play. Then they actually played the actual interview and all, Walter Payton, Singletary, Richard Dent, and all those guys. I wonder how he can how he can look those guys in the face now. Well, he can't look Walter. In the I, face. I know, I know Walter. But I know no, he gave no, okay. no, no. But come on, but you know all those guys that played for for him that was great players. How you gonna look those guys in the face? And, and, on, kind of and on his and on his Super Bowl team, the the biggest asshole was the white quarterback. The, was the, the white quarterback. quarterback. Like yeah. Right. Everybody else acted like they had sins. But the white quarterback was the biggest asshole on that damn mm-hmm. Super Bowl. 85 Bears team. Mm-hmm. You know, I apologize, man. I know this is a sports show. Go ahead. Right. I know this is a sports show, but because we're there, you know, I like the other day I heard at my job this elderly woman say this. You know, they always say black kids, black on black crime, black on black crime. You know what? But they what, what these people need to worry about is black kids who finally figured out, you know what? Let's stop killing each other. And let's turn around and not say kill them, but yes, unite. Once these young black men decide we're going to kill and stop killing each other, let's, then we're going to have a problem. Then they have a true problem. That's when the problem, you know, really going you know, well, to get and down that, a little bit that's down. That's what was happening in Dallas. That, that was, you know, they, they had these gang members say, you know what, forget it. We'll just join up and go kill these cops. And that's not the answer right. either. It's not, no, the, it's not answer. the No, it's not the answer. But, but. 
some of the, the good cops not handling the bad cops. And you know, I, and 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 that's the thing. Look, they're looking at it as cops in general are bad, and it's not just the white cop or the black cop because black cops got killed, and yep. white cops got killed. It's just cops in general, and you know, you. I think Kaepernick is a hundred percent right. When you have to train a hairdresser for give a, a hairstylist more training than you would give a police officer with a weapon, and I've spoken to a cop. A cop told me, "Listen, I don't think um, that I'm here to disarm you. When I pull my gun, it's shoot to kill." That's yeah, can I advocate? You know what, Josh? Can I advocate killing? Well, kill the white people too. Then don't just kill blacks. Since that's how you feel, kill all the white folks that pull out guns and knives. Kill them too. Beat them across the board. You're 100% correct. There was was a a, a shooting in South Carolina at an elementary school, and guess what? That shooter was apprehended. He was not killed. This is a kid who (laughs) went into a school, a 19-year-old kid who went into an elementary school and shot up. And guess what? He came out of it alive. A terrorist. The dude in South Carolina. He was alive. He's alive. He was apprehended alive. That's what I'm saying. So a terrorist. The, the 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 same terrorist that put the bombs in New York. Apprehended <laughs> alive. See, because the what the one thing like the lady the lady in um, was was it was it um, Tulsa. It it was it was her and three other was it three other cops with her right. The problem right. that I have, she said that she felt threatened. How in the world could you feel threatened? And you had three other guys right there with you. The, the other three guys didn't feel threatened. You you tased the man. You had already tased this man. But you felt you felt like 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 this man. It was because your husband said he looked like a bad dude, and you just you just just unload on him. I, that's the thing, the things that I don't understand. And this last one, the one in Charlotte, they said the man had a gun, and everybody that was there said he had a Bible in his hand because he was waiting on his son or something. So right. went from a book to a Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I know. Went well, from a book to a Bible. Well, Lord, well, well, Todd, well, we don't well, have the answer. Well, we know one has the answer, but I like no. the fact that Colin Catholic has brought, he has brought it to the, more to the forefront because it's always yeah. been there. Okay, and people, it's always been there. You know, I hate when people say, listen, Kaepernick never said anything before. Why is he speaking up now? First of all, he has been speaking for a long time, but nobody has been listening until he finally did this. Second of all, right. who cares when he decided to speak? Who cares? Maybe before he decided to speak, he was just young and didn't really look at world issues like that, and now he's looking. People well, grow right. up. When they decide to use their voice, let them use it. Uh, let me say this. Let me tell you who I want to shut the hell up, and that's the former number six, LeBron James. I, I don't, I'm tired of him taking subtle shots at the Miami Heat. I really am. Yeah, you, you, me too. You, you're, a couple, you're a couple of years removed from the organization. You got your title. What the hell you care whether Miami was going to pay Dwayne Wade or not for? First of all, let me, let me say this about LeBron James. He is the biggest troll uh, there is when it comes to the Miami Heat and Pat Riley. He's still digging on Riley because Riley wouldn't give him control or whatever the story is. I can kill that. He left. And the reason you left is because Dwayne Wade had bad knees and you think you and Chris Bosch can carry the, or carry this team to more titles. 
You took the the younger, better option in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Right. You moved on, dog. You went and did what you needed to do. Why do you care whether the Miami Heat wanted to pay your buddy? I get it. He's your friend. But why would you care the difference between the $6 million between Miami and Chicago? Miami felt like, look, Chris ain't coming back. And they did it. They, they, they were real nice with what they did for Chris um, with the start of training camp because they knew last February right. they wouldn't bring him back. But they were real nice. Say, okay, the doctors say you can't play Chris. And Pat said, I don't think right. he's going to be able to play more. They try to handle with kid gloves and be as classy of an organization as they can. They didn't try to treat him like a slave like Dan Gilbert, that sorry piece of crap did up in Cleveland when LeBron left. But anyway, that's a person mm-hmm. I'm really about tired of is LeBron James taking a subtle shot at the Miami Heat, and that's Will's rant. And Will's going to hush now. What do you have in regards to that? Oh, I agree with you. And, you know, I'm a LeBron James fan, but when every time I read one of his comments and everything, I'm with you, Will. What, what do you care? Why do you care about Miami Heat so much? You're in Cleveland now, okay? Listen, Cleveland rocks, Cleveland I'll, sucks. Stay there. I'll tell you why LeBron cares. LeBron cares because LeBron wants to be the master of the NBA universe so badly. So he has to speak on everything. He's like that meddling aunt or grandmother who has to put their mouth on everything that you do because he wants to have that aura of I am LeBron James, the MJ aura that he will never, ever have no matter what he does. So at the end of the day, that is why he feels the need to to speak on everything. He, and you're right, he left. He chose the, the, the younger option with Kyrie, and he should stay over there. But you can see what happens in Cleveland. It's not the Cleveland Cavaliers and they have this player, LeBron James, who's destined for greatness. No, he is the everything of that team. He is the GM. He is the part owner. He like, Listen, he said that J.R. Smith is coming back, and guess what? J.R. Smith is coming J. R. back. J.R. Smith is coming back, correct. He said, he said that um, – your boy, what's his face? I oh, can't remember his name. Chloe's boyfriend, Chloe Kardashian's boyfriend. Hi, Tristan Thompson. He said that Tristan yeah. Thompson would, would would have a max contract and get paid. And guess what? Tristan Thompson has a max contract. Does Tristan Thompson deserve a max contract? Hell no. Like, no. Many times, no. But LeBron James has to have the say in everything. And he didn't have that control in Miami. So nope. that is why LeBron needs to speak. He will speak on everything. Anything that happens in the NBA, he has to have a, a, a he has to to make a comment on it because he is the grand universe or the grand master of the NBA. If you say so. All right, Mike, go go ahead and give a different analysis from everybody else. <laughs> no, I I can't no. give an analogy at all because I don't know what happened. I you just up out of the blue is it, it jumped on that. Cause I, so I can't say I had he, took a, he, he took a not so subtle shot at Pat Riley that Pat Riley and the Miami Heat did not resign Dwayne Wade. Okay, you got the synopsis of the story, so go ahead. Hey, he just sticking up for his buddy. Speaking up for his buddy. The same buddy that that's just like that's just like talking about your ex wife that you left and you know what I'm saying, why do you care? She's moved on. What do you care? It's the same thing. Dwayne Wade moved on. It was a six million dollar difference between the Miami Heat. And Dwayne Wade, he got his money from his hometown. Bye, bye, bye. What's that song? Listen, bye, bye, bye. But you, but you, but you know how it is. You know how, how guys think. 
it doesn't matter if whatever was once yours will always be yours, right? <laughs> not 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 this nah. guy. Not this guy. No. Nope. Oh, listen, you you must be the only man in the world because every guy I've ever met, they always say the same thing. Oh, that's always gonna be mine. It's you. That's, that's, that's your baby you. mama. No, it's you. That's your baby mama. It's that's the guys you mama. met. No, that's no, you. I don't think that. That's <laughs> your man you met. Listen, that ain't no, I know that ain't guys no thing. ages 21 all the way up to ages 86, my grandfather. Trust me, I know. Okay. Nah. I'm going to try to, I'm, uh-uh, I'm, I got to try to told you. You walk away and we done, we done. That's it. It's a wrap. Man. There ain't no need to call you, see you, or even think about you. It's a wrap. Once mine is always mine, God, no, heck no. Once mine is gone, it is gone. That that's just the you that you been with. That's the you. See, Tosh, you got that fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, in the words of my my the the wise poet Lana Del Rey, I'm not gonna say what she actually says, but uh-huh. but yes. When you think of me, you should always just think of a pe- uh, of a, a Pepsi. Okay. Refreshing, mm. refreshing. I'm feeling myself. Let's go. Feeling myself. I'm 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 feeling myself. Mike, go get yourself a Pepsi, guys. Go get yourselves a Pepsi. I, I will never. I, I cannot drink another Pepsi without thinking that last line that you just hit me with. I exactly. promise. Exactly. That's all right though. Refreshing. <laughs> Mike, that 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 can replace your picture. Get you a Pepsi. I, I see. Damn, see, Tosh, it's you. This boy over here speaking is that he ain't even he ain't even hugged you. That's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 see, you go under, see, you taking it to a different level. You got that. That shorty got, let me, let me, let me try to do my little ebonic hood thing, which I'm so horrible at. She got that fire. Ain't hey, that what they say, Zach? That's how they say it? She got that fire. That's how they say it. They got that fire. Shorty got that fire. Mm. It, it ain't good, good no more. It's fire. She got fire. Well, let's see how much fire she got when she get this fantasy information, Miss Paul. Oh, so I'm gonna make you guys life easy with when it comes to fantasy football today. Um, if you can pick up anybody who plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, you just go ahead and get them and and start every Cincinnati Bengals player that you possibly can because they are playing the Miami Dolphins. So you should start your boy. Ginger, AJ Green. I think the tight end's name is Eifert. Damn it. defense. Uh, Giovanni Bernard. No, I'm kidding. But really, you should tra- start Trevor Simeon against the Bucks. The Bucks defense is super, super soft. Sim- Simeon's got a rhythm with Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to give you some good stuff. Um, your defense, I mean, it's obvious. Go with the Vikings defense every time. Your second top defense, I would go with the Rams this weekend. I know you guys are probably like, whoa, the Rams, but yes, play the Rams defense. Um, your kicker should be anybody because anybody can kick for you. 
And um, did I get everyone in there? Oh, your wide receiver, AJ Green, of course, obviously. But if you can't get AJ Green, go with um, I would actually go with Devontae Park. Oh, yep. Wait, 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 wait a second. Time yeah. out, time out. Wait a second. Yeah. You just what? said all of Cincinnati, and then you said Devontae Parker. You do know that Devontae Parker plays for the Miami Dolphins, right? I do. Listen, Ryan, the, one about, is the one thing about Ryan Tannehill is that Ryan Tannehill will get you a bunch of garbage points at the end of the game because he's trying to play catch-up and hopefully win. So uh-huh. Devontae Parker will catch the ball. Uh, yeah, that's true. Ryan Tannehill has amazing, amazing fantasy football scores because it's all garbage points because they're always sucking so bad. God knows that the Browns should have beat them last week, but somebody decided to say, eh, we're going to give them a break. The Dolphins are the worst team in the NFL. Make don't get me mistake. started, Tosh. Don't, don't get oh, me started oh, my God. Yeah, don't get me started. I'm, I'm just not happy with that result last weekend. That was the worst. That was that was yeah, worth I was it. Hoping, I, I, I was hoping that um, they would lose and like heads would roll, but that didn't happen. So, oh well. Well, before we get off of fantasy, uh, what's your record in fantasy? I'm yeah. one and two. You're one. And, you're you're two and one. Tasha's two and one, and I gotta look up. I think Zach is one and two. Also. Aaron, Aaron, yeah, my quarterback killed me. He hurt me so bad. Listen, um, I thought that um, the Cardinals. What's going on? What's it? Um, Palmer, Carson uh-huh. Palmer. He, he he hurt me so bad. He, he he hit me in my mouth so hard. He knocked all my front teeth out with his performance. Aw, you'll be fine. Um, I hope he. Just I hope to he make, just to make it better. Just to make it better for him, Ty. <laughs> Kiss the baby's boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> No, there, there you go, Mike. Well, he's the lightest part. There you go. <laughs> I I can't wait to. I, my team play your team, Mr. Walker. Which on me? Oh, God. Yes, you know, yes. Walker, Listen, oh, I, I'm I lost. Will and I did nothing to my team. I didn't update. I didn't move any. I beat Will just on pure dumb luck. So you can beat Will with, too. With Russell, <laughs> hey, with, with Russell Wilson getting hurt, she won. That was her quarterback. I don't think she had a quarterback that played against me. And she beat me by 50-plus points. Oh. Ooh. I beat the brakes off of you. Oh. Ooh. I know. I still but, feel it. Well, I, I just picked up my, my Cowboys quarterback. Mm-hmm. Good. Because because Des Bryant is hurt and Mike Mike's just such a cowboy homer. He just believes anybody they put it. He doesn't really work. he doesn't really throw to Des anyway. He throws more <laughs> to Cole Beasley. But at the end of the day, right. Dak Dak doesn't throw touchdown passes. He can run them, but he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass really. I guess. Well, anyway, I'm, I mean, I'm not starting yet. I'm I'm still I'm staying with Palmer for for one more week. All right, guys. Before, all right, Mike. Close out thing to talk about this uh, game in London at Wembley Stadium. It's going to be on 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Um, I know, because you'll still be getting over whatever it is you're getting over. Right. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't find anything else to talk about in the NFL, and I had to find two games, so I figured I'd stick with the state of Florida. Indianapolis Colts will be at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game is in London at Wembley Stadium. Um. 
who's getting up at nine thirty? First of all, and going and going going to be watching this game, like that. You know um, how I feel about the Colts and their quarterback. So I'm hoping Jacksonville can win one finally. Me too. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I want Jacksonville to try to win one. Um, Tosh, when you okay, Tosh, when you're checking, I was gonna ask when you're checking the ticker, who do you want to win? Um, it's not. I, look, I I I like what Jacksonville is doing. I think that they have a lot of promise. Um, I think that eventually they can be a good team. They have a lot of young, good players, but at the end of the day, I don't know what's gonna happen against a more experienced Colts team. With no defense. With no defense. Yeah, Colts don't play no defense. They don't have anybody. Everybody's hurt. Yeah, everybody's hurt. Everybody, um, exactly, everybody's hurt. They keep getting everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Yeah. Um, just, just but why do you think they're getting hurt? Because the NFL doesn't care about its players. Huh? Ooh, way to tie that in, Tosh. That was smooth. Way to tie it in. I got to gotta give you a good one on that one. Nah, but Tosh. I'm going to say Tosh. Let me say devil's advocate. Let me say devil's advocate. Go ahead. She said, "Go ahead." You said you wanted to play devil's advocate. Oh, I was going to say, playing devil, devil, playing devil's advocate. When you played, when you signed that contract, you know what you signed up for. Okay, when we decide to when you decide to play the game, you know what you're signing up for. It. I will say that I much. I get what you're saying. Okay, but I will say that much. Bit, listen, there's got to be a little human decency with the NFL, like. Uh, not really. It's about money, so not really, Tosh. I, I mean, I, I don't. You know, I would have decency. You would have decency, but these are rich, high on the hog white men that don't care. They, they you know, it's that slave mentality once again. Uh, what's the owner? What's the past? God bless her soul. She's dead now. You remember the owner of the the Rams? What's her name? When she said these are my oh, million dollar ninjas. I don't know. I can't. I can't call her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, right. I remember. That's how I did. And, and, and can you imagine? That's how she truly felt. These are my million dollar ninjas. She didn't use the ninjas, of course. But okay. So they don't care. But at the same time, you know what you're signing up for. You know what you're getting into. So that's why. Hey, you know. You know what you're getting into. Like I said, I'm just being playing devil's advocate. George, Georgia Frontier. Georgia Frontier. Yeah, she Georgia. Heard the team. Right. Yeah, she even heard the team from her husband, Carol Rosenbaum, who actually was actually, right. but she inherited the team. But anyway, um, I don't really care about this game. I'm just going to stick with the state of Florida and go with Jacksonville. I think Indianapolis is trash. They are, they are true trash. Um, I'm going to be more concerned with what's happening in the EPL. Uh, in the BPL, rather, in the British Premier League because my man team will be playing the same time that morning at 9.15. So there you go. Shout out to Man City. You guys need to watch. I've been trying to get you guys to watch soccer for two years now. Uh-huh. Still not I converted. Watch, I watched soccer during the World Cup. No, no. BPL. <laughs> BPL, top league. Yeah, need you to do that. There's just too yeah, much need. soccer in the world. I can't. I can't focus on everything. Yeah, it, it really is, Will. It really, really is. There's too many games. Yeah, it, it is, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I got to have it. Mike Walker, you are. You are so too many games. Oh, too many games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. 
Oh, boy, my side hurt real. What a what a what a cool what a cool refreshing drink. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get to this last game. <laughs> so you guys <laughs> just saw my text message. Yeah, uh-huh. a cool refreshing drink. Yeah, let me uh, hey, let me here, here, same here. Clocking in my blood. Yeah, I can keep my blood because uh, I'm losing a lot of it right now. Anyway, uh, the Denver Broncos are gonna uh, go against um Mike and Tasha's uh, favorite quarterback. Um, go, Jay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Jameis Winston and, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is a road game. I would be crazy and say something crazy like how bad will Denver win this game, but I'm not going to go there. But let me say something what I learned last Sunday watching the Red Zone Channel because um, most of the game I got to watch was that uh, Denver and Cincinnati game. Trevor Simeon. I bet you guys don't know where from. <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. It's a little small. Too. Yeah, wrong answer. He came from Northwestern. Anyway, and I only know that because one of the guys in um, one of the groups I'm in, he helped me out. But anyway, this dude balled out last weekend. He's been balling out all year. I think he's a better fit for their offense than Peyton Manning was. That's an obvious point. Okay. Anyway, all right. Denver, Tampa Bay, we're all in unison. Denver's going to win this game. All the, all the polls say, you know. Jameis. Jameis. You're going you're going to go with Jameis on this because of your affection for him? Yes. Okay. Got no problem with that. Anybody else want to oppose um not winning this year? But you know what I said about Tampa Bay, I want Jameis to do well. I care less if they win. Wouldn't it be him doing well if the team wins? Well, he, I, he he throw for 500 yards and four touchdowns, and the other team he scored another touchdown. Once a field goal more. Ah. Okay, that's a that's an interesting point. He won't do that against Denver this week, but that's a very interesting oh, no, point. No, 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 I, 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 um, Zach, I understand wouldn't, that. Wouldn't, Zach, wouldn't James do yes. well? Uh, wouldn't James doing well if is if, if the team is winning? And not about the stats, right? No, oh, okay. I that would be interesting. Well, I well, I that you know we don't have here. Tampa Bay and the Colts are in the same book. I'm, can I'm, I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? You're cursing them because of uh, Tony Dungy, correct? That's your curse on them. No, no, not Tony. I took it off. I took it off from. I took it off. You put it. You you put it. You took. You put it back on when they fired Lovey last year. Yeah. You did see that the defense didn't perform up to par when he was the coach, right? Yeah, and I see. And I see the defense doing the same thing now. Oh, then you yeah. then the justice then the justification for his firing is there then. Well, the, hey, well, the guys that he, they bought in to uh, fix the problem, they had fixed it either. Hmm. Okay, Mike. Mike. Mike's in love with Lovey Smith now. I didn't. I didn't know that, Mike. I I'm not in love with him. I didn't think they did they wrong. I, I've told you that before. I mean, we had this conversation, and I just didn't see your point on it. And I still don't see your point. Mike, you know, Lovey Smith should have been fired. Yeah, Lovey Smith's a garbage coach. Him and Marvin Lewis. He is. He both really garbage. Is. The best, the best guy that's come out of Tony that that's come out of from under Tony Dungy and uh, being a Tony Dungy assistant is the cat Mike Tumlin. In Pittsburgh, he's the best yep. one. 
he got he got embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> what what Sunday? But I told you Pittsburgh was overrated. Be quiet. See, Mike, he, even Zach just told you to be quiet. But I told you Pittsburgh no, is overrated. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Uh huh. Yes, uh, ma'am. No, no, no. I'm just laughing at you guys because I think this is funny. But at the end of the day, we're not talking about Tony or any of them. We're talking about the present. Let's focus here. Tosh, how was how was the Heat Media Day? Uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was there. You know. You found out the Bosch wasn't coming back to the team. Uh-huh. You kind of felt like that was going to happen anyway. But other than that, there was nothing, anything You're like. You're going to get a spanking. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we better better mute Zach. We better just kind of mute Zach so he can handle that. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, um, listen, mm-hmm. there's nothing interesting coming out of Miami this season. We're just going to watch some young guys get beat up. I think, to be honest, the Milwaukee Bucks will probably finish better than the Miami Heat. Wow. And yeah. you, you want to you wanna throw another 13 teams in front of them out of a 15-team conference? You want to put 13 more in front of them? Because the Heat going to absolutely stink. They're going to absolutely stink. And I don't care what As Wayne I, I, Ellington I know, did over the summer. I uh-huh. told one of the other um, journalists that that cover the Heat games. At least we ha- uh-huh. we can look forward to the other good teams that they play. Forget that, Tosh. How special is it to watch a dog on game at a AAA in that restaurant area? That's that's what I want to do. I and, and I'm and glad that he will stick next year because maybe the prices will come down Mike, so I can watch the game oh, in that Bill, restaurant listen, area. Listen, yes. I need you to understand something. Nobody yeah. is watching the game in the flagship lounge. Nobody. <sighs> Zero people really? are watching the game. Oh man, Zach, the talent that's in there. Oh man, I wasn't oh, even watching the game. I, I, it, was I could imagine. Game. it was a good right, game. right, right, I was, right. I was busy watching the restaurant. I was like, man, I want to be in there, and I was with somebody, and she was kept popping inside <laughs> my head. But my eyes kept venturing wow. that way, and it was a good game. It was a Miami, it was Miami in Indiana game, but Dwayne Wade hit that layup to send it in overtime. It was a very good game, but um, I was like, man, I gotta watch the game. Okay, there. forget this yeah. season, so. We got to look forward to next season, I guess. So, who's the potential free agent Pat Riley can go and get? Because, hey, I, I initially thought it would be um, the boy Durant's running partner. Yeah, but now that he's but off the market, not. who else is there? Nobody. Listen, um, you know, nobody. But supposedly, <laughs> supposedly um, uh, who was it that told me that the, the 2017 draft is supposed to be back? Uh, I told you. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll see then. Look, we're gonna we're gonna fuck for the top either. pick. Just know that. What's that? It won't be All right. next year either. They won't be what? They won't be good next year either. Oh no, they're gonna they're gonna yeah. suck for a while. They're gonna suck for a while. They're gonna suck and rebuild. Pat is not gonna get no instant fix um out of this situation. There's no way. And um This is gonna go back to like the days before LeBron got to Miami. Don't it say is. it. Don't say it. It's it is hurt. what it is. Listen, but you hey, can hate read LeBron my all you want, but he still took us to four consecutive NBA finals. He so hate him all you want. 
He was a part of the Wayne Wade and Chris Bosch's team. Okay. Also, they were there. So but don't, he was don't he was on that team. Okay. Chris Bosch probably wasn't coming to Miami if LeBron wasn't coming to Miami. Let's be honest. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch wasn't coming to Miami if Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron James didn't bring him. You know that. Right. They yeah. wanted Kyle, they, they wanted they wanted Amari Stoudemire. You do know that, right? Oh God, that's so sad. Anyway, <laughs> I know, right? That's what they wanted. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to the live show. Thank you to Mr. Mark Blanken Barker Burger Barker Blanken Baker Mark Blanken 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 Baker. Yeah, man, my pronunciation on those names boy, is hard. But anyway, from the crunchzone.com, I want to really uh, send out a thank you to him um, taking that time to talk to Tasha and I earlier today. It's going to be an interesting game on Saturday night, man. I think I might uh, sit down and try to watch this whole game. You know how I am. Games ain't playing. Dolphins, Heat, Marlins. I really don't have any interest in these things. But I'm going to try to sit down and watch this one. This should be one of those games that should be interesting. Mike Walker, what are you going to be doing besides working or going to the Florida State North Carolina game this weekend? What you got planned? Watching football all weekend. <laughs> right. That's it. You know it. That's it. I got you. Zach Illinois, what you got planned this weekend? Well, going? actually, on Saturday, I'm supposed to go to the Alabama-Kentucky game. One of my close friends is someplace for Kentucky. So we know what's going to uh-huh. happen. It's just, you know, they sacrificial lamb. But, hey, you know, support the kid. The game's in Tuscaloosa. Yes. Good scenery yeah, over there. Sacrificial. Good scenery. It is my first time ever going. Yeah, just don't get caught on sorority road. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, oh, damn. I'm glad you told me. Well, I already know how Alabama is anyway, so you, you trust me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that, law, that law is still on the books. Still on the books, buddy. Mr. Tasha Paul, you're going to be on a plane, have a safe trip. Hey, bring me back a yes, uh, Tony Cecil. Bring no. me back a Tony Cecil. No. I might get what wow. he wants. I get nothing. Hey, I might go to some Pepsi. Okay, with that being said, I'm going. That's I'm going. I thought you was my boy. You don't I have your boy, but hey, 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 except with love. Hey, hey, hey. Inside hey, joke. Yeah. Inside hey, joke, yeah. Radio Land. Hey. Michael drinks Pepsi. He's no longer a Michael. fan of Coke. He's a fan of Pepsi. I'm going to buy a case. <laughs> <laughs> for y'all that, for y'all that missed that, that's just, you got to go listen back. Inside. Just rewind. Rewind. All right, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. Follow the show, WWS underscore sports show. Also, go to the Facebook page, like the show. We had 283. Um, we've been at that for a minute. I've asked you guys to get me up to 3,500, but I guess my my Facebook friends just don't like me enough to actually like the show anymore. Right, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Um, but definitely do that. I appreciate everybody taking time to download and listen to the show. Be easy, be safe this weekend, drink responsibly. Say a prayer for somebody. Fred, change your thing. Well, holla, see your money. Hey. Amen.